0: You're listening to a special edition of the Audio Fanfic Podcast. In this week's episode, Dina, Lynn, and somebody else who I don't recognize
1: discuss their top three historic alternate reality fics, and then give you their dope-ass recs.
0: But I want to hear what you guys have, because I'm wondering if we have any crossover. There's probably got to be some.
2: We never circled back
0: on the
2: last one. On Emily? Yeah. We never circled back, which I thought was hilarious when I was editing it. I'm like, oh, we never actually discussed that again. About how we didn't have... (laughs) We only... I think All That Is Dark and Bright was the only... It really was. Yeah. It was the only... I mean, the only one that... Yeah.
0: But I feel like, I feel like that's not going to be the case this time, maybe. Was it Trevor was cleaning it up and he re-listens to the whole, like he listens to the whole thing when he cleans it up. Mm -hmm. He's like, Rachel cussed a lot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) He doesn't say that every time? (laughs) No, I don't know. And he also, for some reason, thought you were Dina this time. And now he thinks you and Dina sound a lot alike. Cool. And I just told him he was, you know, losing his mind. Interesting. Now I'm trying to think of Dina's voice. I know. I don't
2: think we do.
0: Because he was like, it was you, Annie, and Dina. And I'm like, no, it really, I was there. It wasn't Dina. It was <laughs> I Rachel. promise you.
1: Do we ever call her Rachel in
0: the podcast? I think probably only at the beginning and he probably just didn't. Mm, yeah. That is funny.
2: I'm not Canadian. <laughs> I mean, Dina doesn't even have that
0: no, no. thing
2: that much. No. it's not it, It's there, but it's, it's not... The accent? Frequent.
0: Yeah. It's
1: there. It's yeah.
0: Yeah, it it's, comes it's out there. at times. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like super pronounced. No, but you but definitely. It definitely comes out. There's certain things she says. I hear
1: a little bit of a Greek accent, actually.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, I would agree with that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Possibly more so than than Canadian. The Canadian. Yep. Yeah. But if she <laughs> says about, mm-hmm,
2: yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I do It know. is totally I adorable. That.
1: I do none of that that's fine. But
0: we love to yeah
2: i cuss every week i know <laughs> like, I, he hasn't been paying attention no. i know he must not have been because i'm i don't I, I don't have a filter i have a filter when i need to have a filter hey and welcome to another episode of afp top three nobody can see me gesticulating though <laughs> From
1: you didn't the even have to say
2: that. Team. They don't even know. I know. From the audio fanfic <laughs> podcast team, I am it's Rachel, not Dina. <laughs> now you have to leave that part in. I'm Kristen.
1: And I'm Annie, not Dina.
2: Oh, how is everyone doing? This our last episode of the season.
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, it is the last that's one. Crazy. It seems like everyone's been super busy.
0: Yeah, so busy. life has been busy. So busy, yeah, so,
1: yeah. Back to so normal. normal. I Too guess. much back to normal,
2: and yet not normal enough. <laughs> I don't know. This whole thing changed me. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to leave my
0: house. I just want to stay here and be cozy all the time. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Like I was in Denver over mm-hmm. the weekend, and everything was just back to normal. Like everything mm-hmm. looked like it did pre-COVID. And that was kind of weird. That's crazy. Yeah.
2: I work from home. I never leave my fucking house. <laughs> mm, that'd be nice to do that again. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it is. Says my comfy chair and my television over here and my heating pad. God, ah. I hope none of my coworkers ever find this.
0: <laughs> my job really doesn't work working <laughs> from home. I wish it did, but it doesn't.
2: Mm-hmm. Dear artist of the week, these are the clothes you should wear. (laughs) Dress yourself. Oh, that's a scary thought. I'm picturing it now.
1: You'll have to (laughs) mail them their stuff, right? Their stuff, yeah. Yeah. Just Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Zoom with them. Yeah. Hold up. That that Mm -hmm. looks good.
2: Yeah. Get somebody else to do your tie, please. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that would be a riot, though. That would be. That'd be funny. Let them dress themselves
1: for a week and see how it goes. (laughs) Yes.
0: (laughs) But still collect that paycheck. Oh,
1: shits and giggles.
0: Yes. That's scary. Mm-hmm. Also, my control freak nature of my job will not let me do that. <laughs> She's like, I cannot. Yeah, I don't like I couldn't, I couldn't either. Don't touch my tools. Mm. I couldn't either. Someone yeah, tried we that today. Mm-mm, don't touch my tools. Oh. Okay. Kristen. We'll really? find you. Yeah. Don't touch my stuff. Noted.
2: Noted. So what are we, what are we discussing today, ladies?
1: My favorite, one of my favorites, Historical AU. Historical AU, which Mm -hmm. I will say maybe two
0: years ago was not something I ever read.
1: Oh, interesting.
0: I actually avoided it, but now Mm -hmm. I really like it. And one of them that made my list is a new one to me that I super fell in love with.
2: Mm -hmm. I've read a couple
0: in like, the
2: Voyager universe and they were, they were, they were okay. They were good. Mm-hmm. I even read like a medieval mm. times one, which was, it was good. We have permission to record it. I probably never will. Sorry, <laughs> Um, It's long.
1: How it's, long
2: is it? Um, honestly, it's probably not as long as some of the ones on my list, but it's just, it's longer, but I don't think that I, I think my number two was my very first introduction to X-Files historical hmm. AU
1: hmm. like ever.
2: And it was hmm. literally in the last six months. Hmm.
1: Okay. i curious now. All
2: right. Uh-huh. And now I like it. Now I have to read all of the things. <laughs> all of the things. Maybe not all of them. It'll take me 17,000 years to finish these damn things. <laughs>
1: <laughs> They're long. Yeah, That yeah. is the nature of historical yes. AU. It really goes into depth. And Which is great. You, yeah, sometimes it goes into a lot of detail about what's happening, Mm -hmm. and yeah, they can be 193,000 words, some of them. 248. Holy. I'm curious. 255. I don't have that kind of time. That's awesome, though. Can't wait to hear what they are. Well. All right. Shall we dive in? Mm, Sure. Let's do
2: it. All right, Annie. Oh, what I'm always is? first.
1: Okay, you are.
2: do we want to do we want to switch it up? Do you want me to go we can first? No. no.
1: Okay, <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> but you know what? Maybe next year we go in reverse alphabetical order, mm. and I'll still we be in the that. middle.
0: You'll. Oh yeah. No, that's fine. I'm, I don't mind
2: being. You in the like
0: middle. the middle? I like the middle.
2: You of know course. what we could do is we could do like I have a wheeling a wheel app, and we <laughs> can just like goes. guess then who goes first. Just make it all kind of crazy. <laughs> Anyways. Annie, yeah.
1: what is your number three historical AU? Number three is Boats Against the Current by Nicole Perry. It is a two-part AU that kind of mirrors or emulates the great Gatsby. So it takes place, the first part takes place in 1923 when a young man, Charles, comes to Washington and meets Dana and Mulder. And just like the classic novel, Charles is our narrator. So I guess my one complaint about this one, while it's really cool, is that you don't get a lot of insight into what Mulder and Scully are thinking. You kind of just get his observations. So I I personally was obsessed with the 1920s. I read like everything I could about it. I read Morley Callahan's That Summer in Paris. I read A movable Feast. I read Gertrude Stein's. I forget what hers is called. But anyway, like about the 19... Or all these books about the 1920s. A book about Zelda Fitzgerald. Anyway, anyway, it's not about the books that I read. But because of that, I was really drawn to it. And I did really like The Great Gatsby. Um, I had an awesome, awesome English teacher. Anyway, anyway, not about that. Um, so basically... In the story, Scully is married to Jack Willis, who seems to be like really possessive and controlling, telling Dana that, you know, like she's had too much to drink when she's clearly just acting normally. She's just having fun at a party, you know, the decadence and everything portrayed pretty well in the story. It's not very long. I didn't I didn't see I didn't check how long it is. So sorry about that, but it's not very long. Anyway, there are rumors floating around about Mulder and that he's somehow implicated in the disappearance of his sister, but he's also a decorated war hero who likes to throw these lavish parties. So in part one at the party, Charles witnesses Mulder and Scully's connection on the dance floor. I I guess, I think Jack likes to drink, so he's off at the bar or something drinking while Mulder and Scully are dancing, And when they're done dancing, they go off into the rose bushes and we don't, we don't know what happens. It could be them just having a nice little chat, nothing improper, but when he, when they come back, Mulder gets hit by Jack. So total D bag, Mm. whatever. And in the second part, that takes place abroad. So the expatriated Jack, Dana, Charles, and Mulder all end up in this like cafe in paris called the select and charles i think molder convinces charles to like distract jack who's becoming even more controlling he's like by dana's side the whole time holding her by her elbow won't let her go gets him really drunk and um in the end scully dana whatever tells um Jack that she's leaving him and Mulder and Scully are like super hot and sexy because that's what they are. Um, Not a lot of RST. So again, I know that this is really specific to me and my obsession with that time period, but I, I was very drawn to it and I don't have any quotes. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's,
2: it's kind of hard to find quotes in some of these
1: longer ones because they're just just
0: so big. scroll pretty hard to find some quotes.
1: And yeah. Also, it doesn't always make as much sense removed mm-hmm. from the entire text. We are like, mm-hmm. actually, you know mm-hmm. what? I do have one little quote that I thought was funny. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Oh, this is about Mulder. He approached me, a tall form cloaked in an expensive suit and a rather garish tie. And <laughs> <laughs> of course, so, yeah, simple, but like, yeah, that is Mulder. He's rich. He throws these lavish parties. He has terrible ties. The end.
2: He does. He does. Just like David and his oily orange pants.
1: Wow. You made it personal now. I did. Whatever.
2: Hey, write what you know. Anyway, sorry. I shouldn't be allowed to speak sometimes. No, you definitely should. (laughs) I've never heard of that one. Yeah, I don't know that one either. Ooh, but then I, I haven't read it. any of Nicole Perry's stuff.
1: Oh. So. Oh. I like her stuff, yeah.
2: Yeah. Didn't I... Wait, I made a book of hers, didn't I? Yeah, Going Casey. Nowhere.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: God damn it. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm going
0: Going Nowhere, based off the Chris Isaac song. Yes. What Chris Isaac song? Going Nowhere. That's yeah. really what she named it. And then there's the Blue That's, Hotel in it, which is also... That's She's great, talk, she talks but about every single thing. time I bring it up, <laughs> my brain
2: starts singing Mad World. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's me stuck. Whatever. At least I got that, <laughs> that one song out of my head. Hopefully it stays there, stupid Stranger Things.
1: Hmm. Anyways. Are you guys watching okay. the new season? Yeah, I watched, watched the, it
2: last
0: weekend. I watched the first two.
1: Okay.
2: Good luck with the fourth one. All right. A, it's emotional. B, that song is going to get plastered in your fucking head and it's never going to (laughs) leave. Sorry. Lots of cussing. All right. I still have a couple episodes left. Everybody listening to this now has that song stuck in their head. (laughs) You're welcome. Yep, absolutely. But which version? Okay, anyways. Kristen, (laughs) what is your
0: number two? Number, number three, three. I mean, I can skip to my number two, but number three I don't even know. is The Science of Sex by oh, If the Seas Catch yeah. Fire.
1: who's explicit. The- Dang it, I forgot about that one.
0: It's explicit. It's on AO3 and it's 84K. It's now, finished? No, it's got ah. one chapter unfinished, but I like it so much. I debated. I went back and forth, back and forth, and I'm like, no, I'm putting it on my list, and I'm really hoping if the seas catch fire, hears this, so they go back and finish the last chapter (laughs) because I really wanted to finish. But Mm -hmm. it it has a decent enough where it's at. Like Indians, not Mm -hmm. completely wrapped up, but it's pretty close. Okay. So in this fic, Mulder and Scully are doctors in the late 50s, and they take on a study in human sexuality. Um, And as part of the research, they observe people having sex as well as have sex with each other. Um, Mulder's married to Diana. Um, She's living very much a country club lifestyle. She doesn't really seem to have too much interest in Mulder as her husband. Um, Scully is a divorced mother with a daughter named Emily. And through their studies in sexuality... um, they fall in love. Mulder's getting ready to leave Diana when she ends up pregnant. Um, eventually, Diana leaves Mulder and leaves him with the child as well and just takes off, and Mulder and Scully end up living together with the two children, and Scully becomes pregnant herself. Um, it's I don't know if anyone's watched Masters of Sex, but that's what it's based off of, which was also based off the actual real research of um, William Masters, and Virginia Johnson. So I like that it has that real science to it. Um, and it is fascinating to think in the 50s that we didn't understand really how orgasms worked, how female genitalia worked, and what really happened to the human bodies when, well, at the time, men and women, that's what they were studying, responded to each other sexually. And they even developed which is also based off the real study, a vibrator-shaped or penis-shaped camera to go inside the woman to, like, observe what happens inside in female you know, body. So it's really interesting. There's a lot of correct science research in the oh, story. It's, um, it's interesting to watch, you know, Scully being a woman in a strongly male field standing up for herself as people keep saying, oh, just go do paperwork, go do this, you know, take care of the babies, you know, and standing her own with what she wants for research and seeing Mulder respect her for that. And they write a book together and yeah. So that is- that's a sexy one. It is sexy. There's a lot of sexiness in it. So sexy. A lot of sexiness with them, a lot of sexiness of them observing other people, like they their first- Mulder had been going to, um, like, a house of prostitution to observe women having sex to begin with, with his research. Mm -hmm. And then they eventually start basically tracking down men and women that don't know each other and be like, hey, you want to come in and have sex together? Um, I mean, sure, why not? Yeah, sure, why not? So, and Skinner plays, like, the head of the department at the hospital and, yeah. All our key players are there.
2: I love it when all the key players are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's
2: fun. Yeah. It's super like,
0: sexy. Really I'm super sexy. I've super never sexy heard and, author. and I really hope it finishes one day. And I mean, even if it doesn't, that's okay. But and I have a mm-hmm. quote. Um, it's a little, it's like half a page long. Um, it's at um Mulder had come over to Emily's birthday party at Scully's house. You were a good sport with everyone today. Thank you, Scully said as they settled in on her living room sofa. Mulder chuffed, staring out the window. Across the street, the neighbors wrangling in her teenagers, as always. A brother and a sister played at hitting each other as they ran towards their mother. It was nice to be here, Mulder said gently. It's good when a family is is close. Scully leaned back against the couch cushions, her belly warm with good food and scotch. A perfect summer breeze rustling through the room. Mulder glanced at her and then shifted down to the floor, pad the couch so she could lie down. Do you have brothers or sisters, Mulder? She asked him. Mulder continued looking out the window, not answering for a time. Eventually, he put his arm up on the couch, resting against her hip, and Dana laid her own hand upon it. She could tell he was having a hard time sharing his thoughts. I did, he said. I had a sister, Samantha. They stayed there until dawn as he shared things with her that he had never spoken aloud before how his sister had gone missing when he was 12 and the way it tore his family apart, his father's abuse, his mother's emotional distance and dependence on prescription medication. And Scully simply listened, holding his hand. Scully's a good
1: listener. That's my number three. Rachel, I said your name. Yeah. So that he can know who this is.
2: (laughs) Hang on, let me me fake a Greek Canada accent. (laughs) Anyway. Um. Okay. My number three is The Second Side of Light by mm. Scapegrace74. Mm. It is rated mature. It is 43,000 words and it is on AO3. So it's 1845. Scully and her sister are basically orphans um, and they are headed across the plains Um, along the Oregon Trail to seek refuge and help um, from an uncle of theirs who's basically like their last remaining living relative. But they can't, it's 1845, they can't do that by themselves. So they have to have a guide and they have a little money left over. And lo and behold, along comes Fox Mulder, who is desperately seeking his older brother Samuel um, with this diary that he keeps or that he had sent or written to Mulder. Um, but he volunteers to be their guide because he's going out that way. And there's something about Dana that just intrigues him, but he is this unabashedly handsome stranger with this sordid history. Um, and he's been just like looking for his brother for years and he's got these little, like, the letters are, like, snippets of, like, his journey. Um, and part of it is, like, about, like, the Mormon church and, you know, the in defense of, like, the Mormon church and kind of speaks about, like, the way that, you know, the the Native Americans were treated. And it has a lot of really good, just, like, factual, like, snippets in there. So you actually get to learn a little history along with it, which is cool and depressing. Um mm-hmm. But, um, so they're on this way and I'm not going to give you a spoiler. There is a secondary character death, but they, they just, they get to know each other in that, you know, sweet little shy sort of way, you know, and everything is just like above reproach until it's not. And it's so sweet. And I did not expect to like it because I don't like Westerns sort of, I guess. Maybe I do when I just didn't realize that I did. But like pioneer stories have never really interested me, but it is it is incredibly good. Um, maybe because they don't have Mulder and Scully in them. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> the missing factor.
0: I, I mean, everything's I better with Mulder and Scully.
2: It is. But no, the characterization is great and it's just... It's... it's there's a lot of them you know, just together and learning about each other and like the characterization is just, it's on point and it's, uh, it's just good. And they get where they're going and things happen and it is what it is. Just read it. <laughs> it all, that's the thing with these. I don't want to give it, I don't want to give it all away, but like at the same time, like I'm not going to tell you who dies. If somebody dies. Be prepared for that. It was sad and sudden. But yeah, it it has a happy ending. It's great. And everyone should read it. And I do have a couple of short quotes. The stars were spilled across the firmament, grains of sand cast by the careless hand of God. He imagined the cinnamon freckles scattered over the parchment of her skin contained similar constellations. They lay side by side on the swell of a gentle knoll, like effigies of a royal couple. Her her imagery is just so on point. And then, um, they had courted through hardship. It was the fire in which their relationship was forged. Losses bound them together in a kinship of suffering. There was no question that they were devoted to one another, as battlefield comrades will always be. What remained to be seen was whether they could flourish in joy, rather than in the absence of pain. Whether they could expand into brightness, rather than run away from darkness. She wanted to believe that it could be so, and that's another thing. Like the whole like lightness and darkness thing. Like she kind of works in like parts of the show and like things that they've said, but not like verbatim. Just kind of like you can you can see the reference to like a point in the show, like brought into the. It, is, it was just it was really clever, and I
0: liked it. And that's a good one. It's a good I one. Read yeah. That. yeah, I read it a while ago. Mhm. But unfortunately, we can't record it. Michelle, if you're oh. listening,
1: please. All right. So my number two is by the Dim and Flaring Lamps by Sunflower Seeds and Science. Yes. Yes. Did anybody else choose that one? I didn't mainly because it was already recorded
0: and I thought I was going to be all, you know, have all this time okay. and record one of my fix, and I never oh, okay. did so, it did not make my list. But oh, okay. it is an excellent fic,
1: it is. What the fuck are you doing? Okay, calm down. Sorry, Reggie's like climbing on the walls here. Windows, well, Bella's trying to climb oh, okay. out. Jesus, Reg,
0: Bella's out the window. is up with you guys? <laughs> Pets. While you were um, talking, Rachel, she had her paws on the window ledge, with like trying to like push her face out the screen.
2: I'm making her want to jump. You're welcome. <laughs> she can't <laughs> hear you,
1: but oh, okay. <laughs> Rachel <laughs> has that effect on pets. <laughs> I would. I do, yeah. and people. No, I do. My number two is by the dim and flaring lamps by sunflower seeds and science. It is ninety six thousand words, and then some. Rated mature. Mm-hmm. So. There's a lot that happens in this one. I, you just have to read it or listen to it because it's awesome. and I don't we don't have that much time on this podcast. No. But essentially, you know what I'm gonna read straight from her summary because she does a really good job of summarizing yeah. here. Captain Fox Mulder, the abolitionist son of a Virginia plantation owner and slaveholder has turned his back on his family to fight for the Union. He meets and befriends the enigmatic young Daniel Scully, a private under his command. Private Scully's steady shooting and bravery in battle has proven him to be a far more capable soldier than his age would suggest. So Scully looks a little young for his age and I wonder why there's obviously some sort of secret Uh, and we find out spoiler alert that it's, it's actually Dana Scully. She ran away from her her family so that she wouldn't have to marry Daniel Waterston. There's just a lot of before even they know that, um, or Mulder knows that Scully is actually a woman. Um, There's a lot of like sharing the same tents, the same quarters. And then one day Mulder spies, Daniel, Scully, bathing in the waters, and as he comes up, realizes, oops, it's a woman. Anyway, they get very close. They have lots of sex. Um As one should. Mm-hmm. As one should. Yes. So Scully is injured in battle, and Mulder basically takes her to his house where he and Scully are discovered in bed by mm-hmm. Samantha. Anyway, it's all very sexy and well, there like isn't his family still trying to set him up with like Diana during Diana. That time? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah, oh I was going to say yes oh, and there's yeah, yeah, Diana, yeah. which is you know, obviously a favorite of mine. This one was very nearly Oh, never mind. I'll save it for my honorable <laughs> mentions. Okay. Never mind. Okay. Um <laughs> But yes, Skinner is their commanding officer, but he gets he's getting promoted, so Mulder gets promoted. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say that Natalie's attention to detail, and mm-hmm. just like Scapegrace 74, mm-hmm. there's a lot of actual historical facts in here. Um, so just in the notes at the very beginning, it says that this begins on the eve of the Battle of Gettysburg, June of 1863. Mulder and Scully's regiment, the Eighty-third Pennsylvania was a real regiment that fought at Gettysburg in the same position as the one in the story, and that's kind of where the similarities end. But even so, she really, really does a good job of weaving Mulder and Scully into the actual story. Yeah, it's she's she does an amazing job. Mm -hmm. It is ninety six thousand words, and I did not have. I didn't, I didn't get a quote. I'm sorry. This is, this is just one that you either have to listen to Stephanie read or you have to go read it yourself. I, but no. it's awesome. And Samantha's really fun in this, can I say? She's like, she, is. she hates Diana mm-hmm. and she loves As Scully. They get along mm-hmm. really well. And it's nice to see this friendship develop between the two of them that you did not get to see in the show. Well, that's, that's my number two. Nice. That's a good one. Kristen, throwing it mm-hmm. to you. My number two
0: is The Mountain Man by AKA Jake. That's so good. It's I pulled it off aka Jake's website for it. Um it's mm-hmm. explicit. It's about 83K. And before I dive in, I'm going to read the author's reason for writing the story because I thought it was interesting. <laughs> For years, I've been hearing that historical AU are by definition out of character because the time in which the characters live necessarily shapes who they are. In other words, 19th century Mulder cannot possibly be the same man as present-day Mulder by virtue of their vastly different experiences. This argument presented a challenge I couldn't resist. Place the characters in historical setting while keeping them as true to their original selves as possible. Whether or not I succeeded is up to the reader, of course, but whatever the case, I enjoy the exercise. I also enjoyed trying my hand at historical AU, a genre I never thought I would ever write. Just goes to prove, never say never.
1: In this fic, it's 1860. by the way. I just want yes. to say, succeeds. Oh, yeah. Um, the
0: year is 1865. Dana Scully is headed west at the request of her father, who he wants her to marry a lieutenant under his command, a man she has never met. Her future seems set until she meets an alluring mountain man. Oh, will she bend to her father's will or surrendered her own passion? So first off, the fic reminded me v- very much of Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, which I hmm. loved in the 90s. I very much I can saw see that. Mulder's character as Sully, and Scully as Jane Seymour's Dr. Mike. And that is the image I had in my head the whole time I was reading it, was Dr. Hmm. Quinn Medicine Woman. So Scully has graduated medical school her brother, Charlie, has been sent to escort her from the East Coast, where she went to school, back to Montana, where her father is in charge of a military regiment. When they're on the boat, she sees this man on a horse, and she, like, asks Charlie who it is, and Charlie's like, that's one of the last mountain men, um, a dying breed. Um, so Scully's father wants her to marry a commander in his brigade, who is Skinner. Scully wants, the only thing she wants is to run the hospital on the base where they're at. Um, Her father thinks her medical dreams are just silly. You know, like he gave her going to college, but now it's time for her to get married and be a wife. Mulder, on the other hand, lives in a shack. He works with supplying the Native Americans with weapons because the military has been attacking them. Through this, he ends up meeting Scully when he comes to trade. Um, Scully is very much attracted to him. She can't really understand why. Meanwhile, Skinner wants to marry her, has proposed to her. Mm-hmm. She's told him no, that she needs to think about it. Her mother finds the ring at some point and just assumes that they're engaged and goes and puts like the announcement in the paper. So Mulder now thinks that she's engaged to be married. Scully gets injured on the horse. She takes the horse out early one morning to think about Skinner's proposal. She gets thrown from her horse, gets really injured. Mulder finds her, takes her back to his cabin to nurse her back to health. The she, next She like, tweaks day, her ankle or something. She, tweak, she tweaks her ankle and like cuts her head because yeah, she bumps, bumps her head and yeah. like her, her shirt she's, is torn. She's passed out for about 12 hours. Yeah. And her family and Skinner are looking for her and- Skinner kind of starts realizing where she is when he finds out like some of her stuff on the ground and some of Mulder's stuff. Cause Skinner and Mulder had been in the military together at one point and had been friends. Um, and Skinner's like, she's safe. Mulder won't hurt her. And so when Mulder's bringing her back down the next morning to where her family is, they run into her brothers and Skinner and Bill proceeds to beat the crap out of Mulder thinking he's taken advantage of his sister based on how she appears. Scully's yelling at Skinner like, you know he didn't do this. You need to step in. You need to stop him. No one does. And then shortly thereafter, I think it seems like the same day almost, um, Mulder's trying to deliver ammunition or something to the Native Americans when another Native American tribe attacks him and he gets really injured. He gets shot with like three arrows and Scully has to do like immediate surgery on him.
1: There's a lot of nursing back to health here. Yes, a lot of nursing back Mm -hmm. to
0: health on both
1: sides. In a sexy way, though. In a very sexy way.
0: (coughs) Although, I mean, for it to be explicit, there's really only one sex scene. Because Scully has to get him out of the hospital to Mm -hmm. protect him because basically her father wants to kill him. And they go back to his cabin where they end up having sex. Uh, And then she ends up asking Skinner... Because Skinner takes her to a house he built for her. Like, as soon as I heard about you, I built you this house. Even though I didn't know you, which is kind of weird. Presumptuous <laughs> much. Yeah. And she's like, well, sell me the house. And she ends up buying the house from Skinner and tells her father that she's going to be the new doctor. And she's going to be given a salary. And it ends up with her in the big house as a doctor. And she's nursing people back to health in the doctor as a doctor and she's still having sex with Mulder and they're not married and they all seem quite happy and very modern.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is it. very
0: modern. It's very modern. I'm yeah. like, I don't know if you would really still in that time. I mean, for that time period to just keep, you know, mm-hmm. hooking up, but it's really good. And it's really like, I don't know, like, like you said, I didn't think I liked Westerns, but it's kind of a Western. And it very much has a Dr. Quinn vibe, which I really, really enjoyed. <laughs> And mm-hmm. then on Monday, I ended up catching a Dr. Quinn marathon on Pluto mm-hmm. TV, and it just all seemed to come together. Ah, uh, quotes. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I really even had it, because so many of the quotes that I enjoyed were the, like, landscape descriptions in it. This one kind of works. There's your new home. Charlie pointed over the rail at the fort. Dana's heart sank. The garrison was little more than a dilapidated trading post. Its timber blockade with humble gate offered seemingly scant protection against attack. A square two-story bastion anchored the northwest corner and overlook. The mining community of Flat Willow, located a quarter mile upriver, portholes for cannons and rifles pierced the block blockhouse walls. On the floor, a flag hung limply on its pole. Its stars and stripes were claiming Montana territory in the name of the United States of America. Dozens of teepees dodged the landscape around the fort, their hide coverings decorated with fanciful symbols. Wood smoke curled skyward from their upper openings, spreading a resin scent across the river basin. Deerskin-clad men and women went about their business, scraping animal hides, drying fish, conversing, while naked children splashed in the shallows at the river's shore. Their happy shrieks riding the afternoon air like birdsong. To the east, a herd of pinto ponies gazed on their acres of undulating grass undulating is always hard to say
2: and I always have Alice and Janney in my head whenever I say it Really, have to read it. Yes, <laughs> That's from cool. 10 Things I Hate About You. Oh. Undulating with desire. Undulating.
0: Undulating grass. Yeah. So I don't know. If you like Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman, read The Mountain Man. Mm-hmm. If you want to hear Mulder describe wearing, you know, deerskin pants, read The Mountain Man. <laughs> Things I didn't know I maybe needed in my life. Yeah, <laughs> with long hair. Oh, I hate. I mean, the, the description hair. of him was so Joe Lando as Sully on <laughs> Doctor Quinn, But <laughs> <laughs> I also had a huge crush on in the nineties. So mm-hmm. that's my number two, Rachel. So this is the thing that I did
2: that I didn't mm-hmm. want to do, but I I, I had to do it.
1: On pins and needles.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> Should be, no. Um, So, my number two is another Escape Grace fix. It is Black and and White and Red by Escape Grace 74. Really good. Uh Uh-huh. It is so Mm -hmm. good. It is so good that it could have been my number one, but it also couldn't have been my number one, but it could have. (laughs) It is 38,000 words. It is explicit. Um, It's on AO3. Um, He just wanted to take photographs and to discover some glimpse of beauty left in the world. She wanted to find her sister. They said it was a time of safety and prosperity, but that was a colorful reimagining of the facts as they existed in black and white. So, okay. I love the way that she like wove the history into this story. Like in the other one, she is just like boom in your face. Like this is what happened. Here's an article
1: mm-hmm. from
2: like the times telling you all of this, but in this one, she kind of wove it in. Cause like showing us how Mulder came to be a photographer and, you know, sort of like the relationship with like Skelly and her sister. And she is, so he is, he's a crime scene photographer who has a side job where he takes nude pictures of prostitutes to sell basically on like the black market of the times. It's like, what was it? Like it's early. It's like the forties, the fifties. I don't remember. So this woman shows up at his door, this gorgeous redhead shows up at his door with the intention of taking having her picture taken because he put an you know an ad for models um and he's basically like I don't think you understand what I do but she is pressed and she needs money because her sister who was working at this bar um because they're 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 orphans and they're rooming together in the big city hi reggie everyone says <laughs> hi who can't hear me her sister's gone missing and she's trying to make enough money to like cover the rent. She's got to figure out how to get her back. And she's currently in nursing school. There's, there's a lot going on in the spic. but so she goes to Mulder to try to make some cash. And he, he doesn't like refuse, but he's like, this isn't what you, this isn't what you want to do. Like you're, you're a nurse, you're, you're going to be a nurse. You know, they're not going to hire you if you take nude photos. And, You know, so she goes away and they end up meeting again and like, it's just, it's right around like the time when they started like colorizing like 35 millimeters. And so, and so he has this idea, like maybe you could be like scantily clad and we can take color pictures and we could sell those. So you're still like redeeming some of your virtue, but you can also make some money Um. Meanwhile, he's like, he helps her get, you know, her sisters like held wages back from the bar that she was working at because people are douches. And there's this whole conspiracy with like these missing women, which kind of like dabbles into, it's not really the mythology, but like it's kind of, and so they're like trying to get her back. And there's a little bit of like nursing each other back together because after he helps her get her sister's wages. They beat the shit out of him. So that's, and that's like right when they just kind of first meet. So there's just a lot of awkward tension and like they like each other. And it's just, it's really, there's a lot there. There's, it there's it's like, it's like a lot of shy bashfulness. Um, And I just really enjoyed some of the ways, like some of the situations they kind of find themselves in. And how they found their way out. And it does get a bit angsty because things are not going their way. And it's, you know, right around like the Red Scare. And so there's things just things get really just kind of tense um, for them and their situation. Um, but she really just kind of wove all of the characters in there. You know, we've got the gunman and we've got Skinner and but yeah, and she kind of jumps all over the place with like. Telling like the stories of like Mulder in the war and you know coming back to like the present time, but yeah, no, it's it's brilliant, and I've never actually read Reddit because this was my first intro to X Files historical AU, Aww. and I listened to it on my way to Nashville. Nice, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's so Anon good. read me. My it's first really good. Hist- it it is incredible. Yeah. It is yeah. incredible. I got I got like a chapter in and I was just like, we, I got done to Nashville and I was like sitting on her couch and I'm like, yeah, I'm making black, white, and red right now. Actually, I was making the book when Peyton and I stopped for lunch because I got there before she did. So I'm like <laughs> sitting there like editing the book on my laptop in my car waiting for Pete to show up. It was funny. It was It was so funny. I wasn't even finished with it yet. It was just so good. And I only I think I only have one quote, but it's a long one. So this is this is right after they decide that he's going to take her photographs with like the color, the color film. Okay. And I wanted to get the whole part of it because it's so good. And like the way that he like, oh, no, I'm not going to do it. Just go read it or listen to it. <laughs> Either or doesn't matter. She emerged from his bedroom, wrapped in his softest blanket. He wasn't certain what she wore beneath it, but her bare clavicles formed an ivory brace that tapered to her slender throat, where a few small moles sat like inverse stars. He tidied up the living room as best he could while she prepared. There was a light stand topped by a soft box that warmed the air with an opaque eggshell light. Mulder faced the kitchen counter, fiddling with an impressive array of camera equipment. She got the impression he was letting her settle in before approaching. She needn't have worried about her modesty. Once he he started to work, Mulder was all business, almost disappearing behind his equipment. He gave her the occasional curt prompt, turn into the light, lower your chin. But for the most part, she lay still on his couch as he orbited around her like a satellite. Just once, he reached down to brush her hair back from her face. And as his fingers grazed her cheek, she held her breath. But he quickly moved back into position And recommenced his graceful dance as the shutter snapped, and it's just so beautiful. And they're so he's so tender with her, and I love it. But there's the character, the characterization of Malder in this one is really good. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is a both of them, but like specifically him, and it's I think it's just because of that backstory that you get because he, you know, like he made he made a name for himself taking, you know. The photos of the internment camp. So you get a little bit of that tortured, mm-hmm. like, this is what he had to see. And like, there are things that he finds there that are very unpleasant. And that kind of goes into his characterization as well. Um, I, I, nobody take this the wrong way, but I enjoy a tortured Mulder. He's angsty. Well, and it's, jo- I mean, it's, it's,
0: yeah. It That's makes he is. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Ugh. But it's great. But yeah, this this actually made me excited to start reading more historically use.
1: So aside from whatever you picked today, have you read more?
2: Maybe like one or two.
1: Okay. So you don't seek them out.
2: No, I have never sought them out. Okay. But I've I've never sought them out. I've come across them, but I've always just like, eh, no, I'm good. Hmm. And All now right. I'm just like, oh, yeah. Let me open that tab. <laughs> I haven't read them yet, but tabs are open. <laughs> yeah, lots of orgies going on in my tabs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Not in your fic,
2: thanks, Cortland. No, I've never written one of those. Hmm. I should. That could be interesting. We're up to number one. We are We're at number one. Yeah, yeah. Annie.
1: Yeah. My number one is the Mountain Man by AKA Well, <gasps> I could have <laughs> waited for that. you. I know I should have said something, but you okay. kind of like dove in. Um, sorry, like, I was just listening to your. No, it's fine. It's ten thirteen. So good. Yeah. Oh, it's ten thirteen. Happy ten thirteen, everyone. It's only nine thirteen. <laughs> sorry. Yeah. Majority wins. Ten <laughs> thirteen here.
0: See, and I think I found the Mountain Man the first time because of you, Annie. I think you mentioned oh, it on right. something.
1: I did a fanfic Friday. About yeah, it probably. I think that's what it was. I I could not stop reading it. No,
0: same. My like, yeah. flight landed and I got to my hotel and checked in and was like, "All right, book back up."
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so good. I don't mm-hmm. think it's that long. No, it's... fifty or sixty, maybe. Well, I
0: I don't know exactly because I did it on my um, PDF.
1: Yeah, and I didn't plug it into my... And I did the word count on that, Google. but that
0: includes all the words, like including the description and all mm. that.
1: On my PDF reader,
0: it's 234 pages, but Okay, that also doesn't mean anything really.
1: Yeah. Well, it is a fantastic fic. Um, I'll just... Oh, I was it, thinking of a couple things to add yeah. to your description, but now I don't remember like which gaps yeah. I wanted to fill in. One of the things I really liked about it is how strong Scully is in it. Oh, so strong. And I will... I'll I'll wait until my honorable mentions to talk about the other thing. But she's so strong in this one. I have a lot of feelings about my honorable mentions, okay? (laughs) (laughs) A lot of strong feelings. And it's just like, it's so weird how we used to treat women... So Scully, you know, she has to be married. She wants to go be a nurse. I'm sorry, not a nurse. God, no, a doctor in the South Mm -hmm. because that's where they need the most attention. And her dad says, no, Mm -hmm. that's not the proper thing for a woman to do. You're going to come West to Montana and you are going to marry this guy that I've mentioned your name to him. He's built a house. I mean, no one knows about the house yet, Mm -hmm. but still like Skinner's built this house. And she's just expected to follow these rules, and she doesn't want to do that. Um, Skinner, I thought, was pretty honorable. Mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. was a good guy. He really just wanted companionship. Yeah. And yeah. he didn't like try to fight Mulder when Scully chose him. He was, or even when Scully said, you know what, I need time. I want to be a doctor. And these are, uh, he, she basically listed her conditions for marriage. hmm. I want to be able to speak my voice. I want to be a doctor. I'm going to be a working woman. If if you let me do these things, sure, I'll consider marrying you. And he was fine with it. He liked that she spoke her mind. And I thought that was a really attractive quality. Mulder, on the other hand, is disgusted. I'll just elaborate a little bit more on what you said. Is disgusted by the way that the white people, the the United States Mm -hmm. Army is treating the Indians. And so he has completely gone against them. He's trading with, is it the Blackfoot? Mm-hmm. I believe he's trading with the Blackfoot, providing ammunition for them. And that becomes a problem because the Cree are enemies of the Blackfoot. And that's how Mulder ends up getting attacked. Anyway, she does a fantastic job of again, weaving the history or mm-hmm. Mulder and Scully into the history of the land, and I is this the story where they cite sources? I forget. Yes, there are yeah, sources so, cited. Yep. Yeah, like how cool is yeah.
0: that?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And it goes into some pretty graphic detail. O, it does about what happens to the the kids, the women, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. even the men, the natives. That's messed up. It was really disturbing to read about. But very well done. Mm -hmm. And I'm trying to, I'm looking at my notes to see if there's anything else I wanted to fill in here. No, you did a really good job
0: of describing everything. The other thing that I found really tragic too with Skinner was when he talked about his first wife. Mm -hmm. And the limited number of times he actually saw her during the marriage. Right, because he's a widower. Yeah. And how... Like, she told him, like, she would sit up every night looking to see if he would come home. Because she never knew when he would be coming home on leave. And, like, it was only, like, a half a dozen times he was with her, like, during the course of their marriage before she died. Like, and that was just really, really tragic in a lot of ways. And, like, it felt like he was willing to give Scully more to kind of make, not replace his wife, but make up for those like, the situation that happened with his wife. Like, he really wanted to be present for this new marriage. And he wasn't a bad guy. I mean, he was actually a really good guy. Yeah.
1: But yeah. she just,
0: she didn't love him that way.
1: Also, his wife dies waiting for him to come home, like, yes. out on the front porch. Yep. He's yep. told by, I believe, the, is it the nanny or the housekeeper? Yeah. Someone, someone, someone who he employs.
0: And he has two oh. boys who end up in boarding school because of it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... It's just like, it's crazy how quickly he's like, yep, yeah, I'm going to marry this lady. Yeah. I don't know Maybe her. Never matter. No yeah. But, but cool. I guess that's what it was like back yeah. then. And some cultures still have arranged marriages. And I, I'm not judging. I know mm-hmm. people who've had arranged marriages and are very happy, but yeah. it's just a very strange concept.
0: Yeah. And when her mom would talk to her about how, you know, you know, you'll learn to love him. Yeah. You'll learn to
1: love him. It's okay. You'll learn to love him. Yeah. Yeah. Um mm. great great fic. I yeah. lo- again could not put it down. Yeah, my fanfic Friday recommendations. I do have a quote. Cool. Um, so this is when Scully is in Mulder's cabin. She was supposed to have met her father to discuss she's in trouble because her parents found out that she kissed Skinner. Is was that the thing? Yeah, and they're Skinner all freaking out. Her. We have to arrange the marriage immediately. Yes,
0: because he took liberties with her. Yeah, they say mm-hmm. that a lot. That they she kissed liberty, liberties were taken. <laughs> they kissed once, and that like her father couldn't trust him anymore because he was that kind of man. Right, <laughs> God forbid.
1: Yeah. So she's woken up in the morning. She realizes how long she's been passed out. She's freaking out. She was. She says. I was supposed to meet my father at eight o'clock. Mulder stood so close his boots touched her bare toes. She could feel heat radiating from his body. He reached up and smoothed a lock of hair from her face. Guess you missed your appointment. Apparently so. He gently traced her swollen brow with his fingertips. Her skin tingled beneath his featherlight touch. Goose flesh spread along her arms and legs. You're going to have a hell of a shiner, he murmured, leaning in, his thumb brushing her cheek. His breath puffed hotly against her parted lips. So are you if you don't step back. He raised his hands, palms out, and moved away. You hungry, he asked. No, she lied. I want to go home. Anyway, she stands up to him, and he really likes that. He loves Mm -hmm. how Mm -hmm. independent she is and how... She speaks her mind and he's wowed by her curiosity because she finds he finds her looking through his books. Anyway, awesome, awesome fic. I couldn't recommend it more. Oh, and I have one more really quick quote. This is a very short one. The men Dana favored seemed always full of mischief and mystery. They ignored convention and lived life on their own terms. And if that doesn't describe mm-hmm. Mulder... What does, right? Well, and, you know, if I, there's a part two.
0: Doesn't she say, like, thinking about, like, like if her parents only knew she would kissed Daniel
1: Waterston also? Mm-hmm. That second quote is from mm-hmm. when they're talking about Waterston. Yep. I believe. Good nice. shit. Good shit. Hey, Kristen.
0: <laughs> what's your number one? So, my number one, I am considering historical AU, but it's time travel based. Um, so, I picked the Mastodon Diaries by AKA Jake because they do travel back yeah. in time and they do interact with people in that time mm-hmm. and they have to live as that time period. So, even though I know That's it's modern, Molder and Scully, um, but it's on AKA Jake's website. It's explicit, it's 255K. Um, I love that all my top three are explicit. So in this fic that I'm not going to even dive into everything because it's so long, Mulder and Scully are transported back in time to the prehistoric time period where they um, don't know how they're going to get back home and they're forced to survive and live in that time period. God, I don't even know where to start to summarize this. So in the fic, Mulder and Scully eventually meet up with Well, originally, Scully's kidnapped by two men of a tribe. Mulder gets her back. She has not been raped at that point. She's been beaten and abused, but not raped. They end up meeting up with a girl that just kind of left this tribe because she's going to be forced into a marriage. And she kind of becomes their guide. And they end up with another tribe that like, she has a sister in who had been sent to marry. And... In that tribe, there's something that happens where Mulder and Scully, or Mulder and the Sky basically wife swap, and the men are supposed to have sex with the other man's partner or wife because they assume Mulder and Scully are whatever their mm-hmm. term for marriage is. Mulder ends up not having sex with the woman, he can't, and Scully does. So it's not her full choice, but She does it because she doesn't know any other way out of not doing it. She then fears like, well, what if I got pregnant? And then Mulder never tells her that he doesn't sleep with the woman and the woman ends up pregnant and Scully thinks it might be his baby. And he finally ends up telling her, you know, that he didn't. Through all of this, Mulder and Scully have started sleeping together. Um, They are both also having visions of the future. Scully has a vision about William and about Mulder leaving and then dying. Mulder has a vision of kind of the reverse of Mulder and Scully together with three children, like living in The Unremarkable House. And it's this whole thing about, you know, or what we're doing here is that changing our timeline back home somehow. But there's a a lot that goes on. There's so much that goes on. It's definitely worth a read if you like a really long fic, like I do, like Dina does. I um They do eventually get back home. Their memories are erased. So they have no memory of this and what they experienced. And they go back to basically like their lives were without knowing that they had experienced all this together, that they had told each other they loved each other, that they had had sex together. It's all just gone. But you also now, see... How do you feel about that? Well, you also see, though, what I thought was also kind of cool. You see the girl that kind of became their guide grown up telling her grandchildren about Mulder and Scully and these pe- these strange people that arrived and like, mm-hmm. how do I feel about their minds being wiped? Yes. There was some discussion about that on the timeline.
2: Um, not that long ago. And so With I'm just fic- curious. Yes.
0: Um, the, the shipper in me doesn't like it, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I think as far as it being the government, Error, basically that sent them back i can totally see them if they had that technology doing that
2: mm-hmm.
0: so from a government investigation standpoint it makes perfect sense what was the general consensus um that it felt a little bit like lost mm. oh like the TV show lost yeah i mean which could be what they were doing i've never watched lost so i don't know they basically it, it, it's it could I mean, be what it's they almost were doing. like a retcon sort of but well i mean you could say that about well, like it's mountain men too. I don't really have a good one that summarizes it. I tried that's when I started rereading it actually. I was looking for a quote. But it's just so long. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to say go read it. You have to go read it. Yeah. Find your own quotes. Cuz the, the one I the one I have all. saved here is 3 pages long and holy shit. Um <laughs> cuz you can't really I don't know how you chop it up. So I'm just going to say you have to go read it and as it's marked on the sheet, I will record it when I retire someday. <laughs> someday. Someday. That is my number one. I love the Mastodon diaries. And it was actually my first AU
2: historical that I read. I love how our first ended up on the lists. Well, I guess that's up to me. <laughs> all right. I'm gonna butcher all of this just <laughs> so you're aware. Black and white and red was not my number one because. When I actually finally finished this fucking fic, it had to be my number one. Not because it's 248,000 words, although there is that, but because it's incredible. <laughs> my number one is A Moment in the Sun by Proofrex Love. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, it is rated mature. It is 248K. It is on AO3 and various other places Mm -hmm. in different forms and formats and who knows. It is autumn in New York. It is 1953 and a legendary baseball player passed his prime and a beautiful woman with a secret. Um, Yeah, so this fic took me for fucking ever to read. I started it months ago. Um, had it open on my Kindle app. I was taking notes here and there as I went. Um, yeah, put it down for a good, solid, well, Melissa Scully and Emily and probably one other top three because I had stuff to read, but yeah, uh, it took me forever because it is so long, like long as shit, but it was, so even like broken up, as even as broken up by like months as it was, it, it is incredible. Like just incredible. Um, and now I have to read all of the rest of proofrex they use. Um, so, which is going to be impossible. I said I was going to do that last year. Okay. So it's 1950s. Mulder is a divorced kind of predominantly absent-ish father Um, and a player for the New York Yankees. Um, He's kind of a mess, honestly. Like, he's drinking. He's just making really poor decisions Um, until he meets Nurse Scully. And Scully is a single mom who just absolutely enchants him. All of the players are in this fic. You've got Spender and Phoebe. You've got Diana and Emily and Frohickey. You've got Skinner and Arthur Dales. Like I mean, she literally pulled in like everybody but Deep Throat. Like it's just a lot. Um and Frohicky. I love her Frohickey He's just amazing. Um, so there there truly is a ton going on and um so Prue also does kind of like jumps around a bit. Um, it's broken up into like different parts. I think there's six of them, seven of them. And some of them are in like in one of them you get, you know, kind of like Frohiggy's pr- like point of view and some of Skinner's point of view. But most of it is through Mulder's point of view. And he meets, he meets Scully he just, he basically like whittles her down until she agrees to go out with him because he's just so just entranced and, but she's got, she's always kind of closed lipped She's always very cautious. She, she wants to spend time with him. She, she really, she, she loves him, but like, she's always cautious and you can tell she's holding something back. Um, through the course of all of this, you discover, so Emily is sick as per use, Um, And, you know, Dana doesn't think she can have kids and then she disappears for a while. Um, and then it comes back and they're like, you know, well, she disappeared to have an abortion and she was going to have twins, but like, that's not actually what happened. And like, there's, there's a lot of the mythology, like the actual mythology, kind of wrapped up into this with like paperclip and everything, kind of brilliantly, especially for like the time period that they're in. But so, you know, there's a lot of like, will they, won't they, are they going to get together? There's a lot of just angst about their relationship as it is. And he's in the public spotlight, and there's a lot going on there. Um, and he's once he meets her and he kind of, he is, he has hit rock bottom when they meet, like, I'm pretty sure like William, who is his son, who is like 14 or 15 or something at the time, like comes in on, like walks in on him, like having sex with somebody. And like, it's this huge thing and it's like a shock. And he kind of like hits absolute rock bottom. Um, So he's starting to like kind of turn things around and turn his life around and he's being a good dad. And um. It just, it goes on for, what happened? I don't know. It goes on for a while, um, like over the course of probably a couple of years. Because, you know, at some point, you know, there's a lot of danger. Like she decides that Emily's not getting medical treatments anymore because it's just, it's t- taking an emotional toll on her. And when she decides that, like, Mulder ends up having to kill Krychek, who is also in there. Um, Sorry, spoiler alert. Um, He's not actually human. And so it just like, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of the actual X-Files that just really just seeps through loudly, but not in an overt way, if that even makes sense. I don't know. Annie, is everything okay?
1: TV just turned on. Remote was across the room. No cat in sight. And the, it just started playing porn. <laughs> I turned it off. It turned back on again.
0: That's really weird.
1: No, it's turning on.
0: I mean, now I have the remote, but... Is the remote somewhere across with it? Like, do you have another remote that's the same? It's just porn,
1: it's just porn playing.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Unplug it. That is so. Then weird, if it turns and... on, then we're all going to be concerned. <laughs> uh yeah. Um, Annie for honorable see. mentions, right? Or were you I'm not done? Oh, you're not done. Sorry, I wasn't. No. Homegirl's no. was not done.
2: <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I was distracted by porn. It's really easy to do. <laughs> um, um, let's see. Yeah. So they. It, it bounces around but it's not like it's not impossible to follow but you do kind of get a really full picture and I don't think that she really leaves any loose ends um the end is kind of ambiguous it almost leaves you wanting an epilogue but like it's it kind of ends on a hopeful note I guess okay. but it's just I, I mean honestly like you sit there and you look at it and you're like this is almost this is like a quarter of a million words like how are they all necessary? But like they are, (laughs) and it's just, it's just so incredible. However, I have two very short quotes and they're innocuous enough that I don't really need to preface them with anything. He wasn't sorry. There was no self-reproach. Love wasn't chronological or logical or tidy. It was messy and grew unevenly sometimes it was made of layers from cells to universes they were their past and present and unknown future but they were real as wonderful as hitting a home run and as frightening as a roller coaster at the top of a hill and worth anything he had and then is like towards the end byers has a ha- byers is married to susan Badeski. Suzanne badusky and they have a house And kids, and they're like in France, and they went to go visit them. Dana nodded, and Byers heard her laugh softly. A hollow place inside him envied the sound. Mulder and Dana had forgotten Byers was there, and in a few seconds stolen between everyday worries and global conspiracies, gotten lost in each other. Their world was the two of them. In the vast, hungry darkness of the universe, two souls found an oasis." It's all like that. And I've got like 15 more quotes that I could have shared, but these are the two that I picked. I picked. didn't even realize that I had been like copying stuff. And when I like pulled up my bookmarks in my Kindle app, I was like, oh, okay then. Sure. But it's so good. And now I have to read the rest of them. I think I'm starting Paracelsus after New York. Mm-hmm. love <laughs> Yes. What is what is that face, Annie?
1: I really want to talk Paracelsus with someone.
2: Okay.
0: Okay.
1: I need to Maybe. reread it. I haven't read it in a long time. I want to talk about it. Yes, please okay. read it. It's only one hundred ninety-three thousand words.
2: Why the fuck did I? Oh, I started that one because I was told to. Um. Okay.
1: I need what to talk a about it. That is. Yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. so short <clears throat> compared to Mastodon Diaries and um, yeah. Moment in the Sun. Yeah, it actually yeah. is.
2: Yeah. And Hierath, which I think is also, I think I think Hierath is like 250
1: that one's or long. more. I've read it. Yeah. It's okay. Well, it's a sex. Well, you know, we like what we like. We like what we like. Um, yeah, Annie, so honorable mentions. Paracelsus. My proof. So I thought Paracelsus was going to be my number two place and I reread it and I really liked it. And I also really hated it. Scully was not as strong. She was, maybe she was as strong, but Mulder didn't treat her as nicely. I have a lot of feelings and I, I know we don't really go into depth with our honorable mentions, but I am, I'm going to a little bit. So again, this is a civil war era fic. Scully is pregnant and some men are trying to take advantage of her. Mulder is a soldier for the union. He sees what's happening. So he basically tells the men to stop and escorts her back to her house on a plantation that is no longer in use. And kind of takes up residence in her barn and he kind of comes and goes he gets her food she's alone her husband has gone to war anyway Mulder keeps telling her how like bossy she is and how she's not agreeable they end up getting married because her husband dies and it's just like there it's like sexy And good, but also Mulder's kind of an a-hole and lies to her and keeps, keeps things from her. And this, I, I have so many thoughts and feelings and someone please read it or (laughs) reread it, Kristen, so that we can discuss it. And I like, I don't know. It's just, it wasn't, it's good, but it's not as good as by the dim and flaring lamps. Yeah. I just don't think Scully's given the respect that she deserves. And Malters always, sorry. Oh, I'm sorry I lied to you again. I'm sorry I only told you, or I told you a half truth. But he does it again. Anyway, anyway, it's fine. It's fine. So that's one of them. <laughs> it's very long, 193,000 words. And clearly I have a lot of thoughts about it, a lot of ideas. <laughs> I don't, and I don't dislike it, but it's just like, it's the frustration within me. Um, mm-hmm. Then also The Countess by Slip and Mickey's. Mm-hmm. Which I have, I don't have so many conflicted feelings about that. So I can just happily <laughs> put it out there into the world. Yes. Oh, is that, that's it. Yeah, oh, that's, that's, it. that's okay. all I got. <laughs>
0: I have um, Grey Canyon by Dreaming of Scully. Uh, mature, 59K, AO3. Um, like I said, I thought I didn't like Westerns, but maybe I do because this takes place in 1885. <laughs> Mulder and Scully meet up at a high end brothel where she is hiding out, and he's like handyman slash he helps rescue girls in need of rescuing. It's got all the key players in it Diana, the lone gunman, Reyes, Skinner, Doggett. It's good. It's not too long. It has some really sexy points in it, too. Um, I also have uh-huh. the Countess, Sorry. some a <laughs> lot. Uh-huh. A lot of sexy points. <laughs> the Countess and the Earl together. Uh, the Regency Files mm-hmm. by Slip and Mickey's. Um, I am glad I read it. I probably would not have picked up something from that time period, but it being the Slip and Mickey's, I did. And I'm really glad mm-hmm. I did because I enjoyed it. Um, it is 49K in its entirety, explicit AO3. Mm-hmm. And then I have Summer of Love by Annie Amy. No! Explicit 27k on AO3. I'm cry over here. Stop Don't it. Cry. No. It's really good. I love me a good serial killer fic, which is No! Yes. Stop it. I <laughs> think this is my favorite what? moment on the podcast like ever. I'm I'm genuinely shocked. Oh Don't my god. Don't be shocked. It's a great fic. You did a really great job on it. Shut up. You did. Shut up. Don't cry. <laughs> It takes place in the late 60s. Um, Scully and Reyes are nurses, and Doggett and Mulder are agents together. And they get wrapped up in a serial case a la Manson. And it's really good and also really sexy. At least I'm assuming a la Manson. That's what it reminded me. Awesome.
1: Manson and that other yeah. weird, son of what sick. is it? do of sam no not no so no the, it was no, a documentary um, about it oh yeah 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 yeah, I yeah. What it's called. yeah. No, the I hbo know. documentary yep yep mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i feel like i should remember because i was
0: inspired it inspired <laughs> this but whatever but anyway it's really good and everyone should go oh, read it oh
1: thank you oh my god stop it i'm shy and embarrassed now
0: i'm shy and embarrassed
1: though. you're right i love that it took you a minute
0: yeah
1: <laughs> I was Like, hey, I wrote something like that. Oh, wait, oh, <laughs> <my>. <laughs> awesome! Is that
2: it? That is it. You have all of mine now, all of mine. <laughs> um, I also um picked The Countess and the Earl by Slip and Mickey's I, Bridgerton. I mean, come on, yeah. how was I not gonna read those? Yeah. Like, oats, um,
0: I, I haven't watched Bridgerton, so
2: I, I, I don't. I don't even know how to respond to that, Kristen.
0: <laughs> I don't watch a lot. I really don't watch a lot of TV.
2: I've watched it like four times, all of it,
0: like four times. Really? Oh,
2: I yes. Watch, I
0: I watch maybe an hour of TV a day, maybe.
2: I don't think I should ever tell anybody how much television I watch a day.
0: <laughs> I mean, if I had the ability, I'd watch
2: so much more yeah. television, but I don't. But no, Bridger,
0: Bridgerton was amazing,
2: and it's incredible and cool, and the. Costumes, you should watch. They're beautiful. No,
0: the costumes are beautiful, and they rented them from my old theater I worked at. Well, cool.
2: Um, but yeah, um, so that one, which you kind of talked about a little bit, I also picked Great Canyon by Mm -hmm. Dreaming of Scully 59,000 words. Um, this was a lot sexier than I thought it was going to be. And holy, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: yeah, no, I I actually. I really I read enjoyed it, the sex in this. I read it for this because mm-hmm. um, I didn't get around to it when they originally came out, mainly because at the time I was like, and, and this is nothing against anything because I love Dreaming of Scully, but it was Western and I'm like, I don't know if I really like Westerns. Yeah. Like, I don't know if I'm really into Westerns Whoa. and I read it for this and I'm glad I did and it was great and sexy. Yeah.
2: Well, because Jen has always said that this is the one that she's the most proud of. And mm-hmm. so it's always been like there in the back of my mind. And I'm mm-hmm. just like, yeah, but yeah. like, no, <laughs> they're like in a brothel, and, but yeah. I just can't. yeah. And then, no, and then I, I also just read it for this. And I was like,
0: holy shit, like, it's actually, it's actually pretty good. Damn, yeah, it's, it. it's funny. I read Great yeah. Canyon on my way to... New Orleans for work and I read Mountain Man on the way to Denver for work. Did you plan it specifically that way? (laughs) No, it just is where I was at in my reading time. Like I was like, oh, I have these flights. And then I only, I have one more honorable
2: mention. Um, I also picked um, The Doctor's Niece by Auburn Phoenix, which is 16,000 words. No. Um, It is, it's rated teen. It's on AO3. Um, It's like nineteen. 18, like, around Christmas time in Philadelphia. Um, it's, like, post-World War One, And, yeah. So, Mulder's, like, expected to marry Diana. He doesn't want to. That's why he, like, went to war in the first place. But then he meets Scully. Sorry, Catherine Scully, um, who is studying to be a doctor. And it's just, it's it's sweet. Mm-hmm. It's really mm-hmm. sweet. Mm-hmm. And... I enjoyed that. You know, what? that's the one where Samantha's
1: sick, right?
2: Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And actually, I think that is the first AU that I ever read because I think Mm -mm. I read that. Was that for an exchange? It was for something because
0: I remember looking at it, but I will confess I never read it. Um, I don't remember if I read it or if I listened to it
1: someone recorded Early that? enough
2: that I was, yeah, Annie recorded it.
1: Yes, oh. I recorded it and you Did edited it edit for that? me. I was too nervous to edit. Okay. I didn't think I could do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, uh, so that's how I, okay. I don't think chapters, I read it. I think I listened I think to it. I looked
0: at the summary and was like, I don't do AUs. <laughs> and I didn't listen to it. <laughs> now Sorry, you do. Annie. Sorry, Annie, I should go back. That's okay. I should go back and listen to it now. But yeah, so those are my,
2: okay, hold on. Those are my honorable mentions. However, I have one more, kind of. It is a gray area. And I just Googled it. And had I Googled two weeks ago, I probably would have been in my top three <clears throat> because it's, it's whatever. I am mentioning Out of a Little Grove by Slip and Mickey's, which is technically because, like, so his dark materials, like, so the Golden Compass is basically set kind of in Victorian. England. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of historical AU. It's not necessarily categorized as a historical AU. It is a crossover. But like everything about the time screams historical AU. So I didn't put it okay. on my list because I was like, meh. But um I'm you well, I've already a- mentioned it in my dopass rec. I was gonna say it should be your dopest rec. It, it has already been a ass rec. <laughs> I have, I have two Dope ass wrecks that are straight up crossovers with His Dark Materials. So, Mm. um, but yeah, um, it is a crossover. I don't know how, how long it ended up. Oh, I can tell you. Hey, look at this. Because I think I unpinned it though. Because I made it a book. It is about 56,000 words. Hmm. Um, It is on AO3. It is also explicit. Uh, Yeah, no. It is amazing. Mulder and Scully work for the Magisterium. Mulder's got a secret. I'm not going to tell you what the secret is because everybody just needs to go fucking read it. And she learns his secret. They're being sent to go, like, check on this band of witches. There's a secret there, too. And so the journey, I mean, back then, like they, you could either travel by airship um, or you could travel by boat. They end up going by boat, which takes literally like, I mean, months maybe um, to get there. And so they are like stuck in this one bedroom and, you know, they've got they're demons, and there's just there's this connection, and you know there's this connection, and there's a lot of other things going on. And she just finished it. Was it last week or the week mm-hmm. be- the week before? Maybe. But there's there's action, and as per Casey, just amazing descriptions. A, if you haven't watched his Dark Materials, you should watch his Dark Materials or read it, um, by Philip woman. um. But then you don't necessarily need to because she does have a pretty good preface to kind of explain the whole world of um, demons, which you're going to have to Google because I'm not going to explain it on here. (laughs) Sorry. But yeah, so that's my kind of gray area needs to be talked about is kind of, but I didn't really think that it fit, but it does, but whatever. So there, that
1: was a mess. (laughs) It was beautiful.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, did you hear the way I talked about Paracelsus? <laughs> yeah, that's fair. No.
2: <laughs> no, we're good.
1: We did a season. We
2: did. Congrats. We did Another Yay.
1: Look Woo-hoo. at us go. Thanks to everyone for listening. Yeah. Yes.
0: For enjoying these
1: crazy
2: orgies orgies mean, and tabs that we give hmm. you.
0: I, I'm I'm constantly amazed people come and listen to us. Y'all are crazy.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, it's been. So this is the first time that I pulled up um, Annie's spreadsheet. Oh, uh-huh. Oh, I used I've never Annie's had spreadsheet to use it too. before. I used your spreadsheet And I pulled too. it up and I just like went through and just started typing the titles of all of them. Mm-hmm. Funny story. I didn't read any of them.
1: <laughs> um, I'm want- so glad it was helpful to you. <laughs>
0: This is the we go Hi, this is Kristen, and I've got three dope ass rex for you this week. My first is a classic. It's by Donna on Gossamer called After Emily. It's read PG 13. In this fic, it takes place after Emily, as it says. It's a missing scene in which Mulder and Scully are back at work, and Mulder comes into the office to find Scully really upset trying to process things and he lets her know he's trying to process also because he's thinking about how he almost just lost her to cancer and now she's back but she's also grieving and she's still not herself um it's a really great fic it's it's sad but hopeful and um just really great writing which is what donna always did my second fic is how long have you been standing there by pieces of scully on ao3 it's rated explicit. It's short, 928 words. It's a really sexy fic in which Scully's taking a shower and she catches Mulder watching her. Uh, there's not really a whole lot else to say except um, it's really sexy, really hot. There's some really great sex. And you should definitely all head over to AO3 and read it. My third fic for this week is 10 Seconds by Mulder Girl. It's rated general audiences. It's on AO3. Uh, it's 833 words. Uh, In this fic, Mulder realizes Scully's struggling, having a hard day. She seems upset. And he just is like, come here, come here. And she's like, no, Mulder, what do you want? And really, he just wants to hug her. And he gives her a hug and tells her to count to 10 and lets her know that, you know, a hug lasting 10 seconds can really improve a person's mood. And then he goes back to be Mulder wanting to look for sheep squatch and sightings across West Virginia. In the end it ends with him chuckling and starting this presentation it's a really great fic it's what Mulder girl does it's really gets down to the character she knows the character so well and you just end up smiling at the end of it and those are my three dope ass wrecks for this week so head over to gossamer and ao3 and read them or head over to afp
1: and listen to them have a great week. Hello, lovely fanfic people. How are you today? Annie here with your dope-ass Rex for the week. We're going to start off this week with kind of a multiverse situation in A Butterfly in China by Nicknock. I don't know how long it is. It's rather lengthy, maybe about 50k. I haven't plugged it into Google Docs yet. And it's rated mature, pretty sexy at times. And in this one, Mulder and Scully... Are in an explosion and suddenly transported to another universe, but it takes them a little while to figure it out. They end up going back to Mulder's apartment and they notice that everything is covered in dust, like nobody's been living there for months. And so they go back to Scully's place to see how things are there. And that's when they happen upon themselves in this universe. Also, Samantha's alive, Missy's alive and Mulder and Scully have to figure out how to get back to their own universe. It's kind of a fun mystery as it unfolds, so sorry for the spoiler alert. The gunmen are in it. That's always a lot of fun, and it's also Mulder and Scully figuring out their own romantic relationship after seeing the Mulder and Scully of this universe that they're in as a couple, married, pregnant, and It's kind of, it's interesting to see how they navigate that. It's set shortly after Fight the Future, I believe. So Scully's dealing a lot with the emotional fallout of the cancer and Emily, especially when she sees her doppelganger pregnant and all that. Uh, So highly recommend this one. My second recommendation is Keeping Him Guessing by Philip Padgett which is just, it's just so Philip Padgett. It's fun and sexy and Mulder and Scully discovering each other sexually, which I absolutely adore. And this one involves a little friend of theirs, Scully's Vibrator. Very short, probably under a thousand K. Highly recommend it if if you're just looking for something like fun and easy to read. And my last Topaz rec is a work in progress I apologize, but it's by and Mickey's, and we always have faith in and Mickey's, so I know that it's going to be awesome no matter what, and that one is called The Mesas of... Fucking hell, I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> the Mesas of Deuteronolis Mencia. It's about 16,000 words so far, 10 chapters... And it's a mission to Mars story. So Scully is a last-minute replacement. And, of course, she and Mulder meet and hit it off. And it is so sexy already. The way they get to know each other, Mulder comes over to Scully's place and makes drinks for her. She's a gin girl, like me. Love gin. And just, like, the attention to detail, the story that she weaves for Mulder... So, in this particular chapter, he brings over his own vintage bar kit that used to belong to his grandparents. And it's just such a wonderful detail to add into the story. And it makes it so personal, which is something that Slip and Mickey's is so good at and why I love her story so much and why I am recommending it. And if you want to read something fun and sexy, Mulder and Scully getting to know each other and the UST leading to the RST and future space adventure. This is definitely a story that everyone should read. And stay tuned for the rest of the summer. We are going to have a pride summer. So forget pride month, pride summer. Stay tuned. Thanks, everyone. Hey, this is Rachel and my
2: first dope ass wreck for this our season finale is an x-files fic it is called isn't it messed up how i'm just dying to be him by love springs on ao3 it is explicit and it is 5400 words what can i say about this fic who doesn't love a good post small potatoes fic full of Shy sexiness and Fallout Boy, which side note, the song replaced running up that hill and it's been stuck in my head for days. I do love Fallout Boy. Um, so the title, yeah. It's great. Um, so in this story, Mulder just cannot get over seeing himself about to kiss Scully and more more so her allowing it. He is Utterly and entirely preoccupied with it, and maybe it gets brought up, and maybe Scully says she says something to the effect of, "You know, you think I just let anyone kiss me?" and things happen, and it's it's steamy, and I think that we all wish this had happened after Small Potatoes because there was no conversation about hey, you guys were just going to make out on the couch? Like, you just wanted to make out with me? Like, God knows what would have happened. Ugh. Which is great, by the way. Anyways. Sorry, I digress. But yeah, so they, yeah, one thing leads to another, and then there's about 2,000 words of just delightful smut. Mm-hmm. It's just an excellent fic all around. Um, For being the author's only known to AO3, foray into the X-Files world. And so I was super, super glad that I got to record it. Um, But it is excellent. And you should go read it, listen to it, consume it in any way that you choose. But go check it out. My second dope-ass rec is held by She Found Herself. Um, It is an SVU fic. It is, I believe it's rated G. I'm failing. It might be teen, just subject matter wise. Um, It's about 1100 words. It is on AO3. This fic actually takes place after Organized Crime Season 2. I think it's episode 16. He is, he is in the Brotherhood arc. Sorry, Elliot. Whoo, Elliot is in the Brotherhood arc. And um, this is right after um, Van Aller ends up shooting himself. And I mean, you could tell that, you know, he was trying to reach out to him. He was trying to be there for him. So obviously, you know, Elle's been in just this really weird place for the last year anyways. You had to think that that would have taken some sort of an emotional toll. So I love that she took them. And she basically inserted Olivia into the situation, um, has her seek him out after she hears about what happened. She ends up finding him in a stairwell and they just share this, this painful, tender moment. um, And he just kind of breaks down because again, you know, he's been going through so much and she, she reminds him, you know, that she can take him, she can pull him from the UC if he needs it, but he doesn't, he just kind of needs her. And so she, she just holds him. It's as simple as that. She just holds him. Um, and it's written so well and it's so sweet and it will, it will just tug at your heartstrings in like the best way. So go ahead and check that out. And my third dope-ass rec, my last dope-ass for the season, is Sato Voce by Take Me Somewhere Nice. It is also an SVU fic. It is rated teen, about 1,800 words. It is on AO3, and I am obsessed with this fic. So I've recently been reading through all of the post-finale fics that went up, and This is the first one that I've ever read by this particular author, and it will not be the last. The depth of this is perfect. The pacing is great. It basically takes place after, right after the finale, um, after the combat cross ceremony. They're both just kind of, you know, Elliot's just kind of wanting her in any other time. You know, he would have just gone over, but he's kind of burned that bridge. So he calls and he does end up coming over and they talk and stuff. Things get revealed, um, not in like a super in-depth way, but in a way that kind of makes you feel like they're healing and that like this is known, but it doesn't have to define things, which I thought was kind of cool. Don't don't get me wrong, I love the in-depth fix that like, just dive into all of the the emotions of the traumas that they've endured or put each other through. But there's something about the way that she moved this along that made me think they're they're going to be okay. Like, they'll have more to say about this, but it doesn't have to be all of it. It doesn't have to be, you know... Everything right now. And it was just, it was just kind of perfect. But they kind of hash out, you know, some of their pains and it's healthy and it's good and the resolution is spot on. And I was super excited to record this fic. So if you haven't read it, go read it. Um, If you prefer, go listen to it. Just please dig in. And from me and all of us here at AFP, I just want to say thank you for a great season two. We love doing this for you and we are super excited to be back next season in September for season three. Enjoy the, the fix that we've got coming out this summer and enjoy a little bit of pride every Saturday and take care.